right, I will get us started. Becky, Lily, anything in particular else you want to say? I mean, no, you gave it a good setup. Don't put me on mute. How about that? I, I can't do it for oh, my Becky, iPad. If you want to communicate with us, use your telephone, not your keyboard. Click, clack, click, I clack. thought I was on mute. Welcome to another edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. This is going to be a Stranger Things extravaganza. We are excited to talk about the show. It's it's actually one of the first shows we talked about when we kicked off the Friday Night Movie Podcast. So I I always feel warm in my heart. Sorry to interrupt you, but don't you mean like a like a semi extravaganza? Like we're not doing the whole season. It's a, you're right. It's a semi. So like, it's, like take it down a notch. All right, all right. So we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna do probably like the first half or so. There's four or five episodes. I only saw the first four. So okay, so we're gonna do four. four. We're only gonna do four. But that's fine. That that that's fine. That's part you of the plot. You can hint at other things. I'm so pretty Becky, good at figuring I, out the plot. Uh, yeah, I feel like this. I feel like through this show, the spoilers are not. We're already off the rails. Shy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Becky. So Becky and Lily are here. How are you guys? Before we get to our awesome but guest, I actually I have a ha- I have had a really interesting revelation. I'm excited to share. I've been saving it, which is that my in-laws are in town and they are watching the final season of Game of Thrones because they hadn't seen it yet. So they're watching it while they visit. Like every night, they watch an episode. And whereas when when we were watching it, it was the most exciting thing imaginable. Not only do I not care. I so don't want to rewatch episodes that I would rather go to bed and just go to sleep and do nothing than sit and rewatch episodes. So fascinating. Huh. I didn't expect that, that. But I would I love to like... watch in I would love to watch TV with your particular in-laws because they're just so Do they put Russian subtitles on? Her in-laws are Russian. I don't know. I'm not watching the show with them. I'll have to like scope it out tonight and get back Imagine to you. Imagine having to read Russian subtitles. Oh my no, god! No, my favorite is that in Stranger Things because there's all that Russian. I keep shouting at them from the other room, going, "Are those what are Russian? Saying? Can you can you hear what they're saying? <laughs> do the translation for me. Tell me what they're saying. Be Russian. Dance. Monkey dance. They do it and they like tell me what they're Wait, saying. Becky, it, it dropped connection for a second. What show are you watching with your in-laws? Are they watching? Is no, it Stranger Things? No, they're watching Game of Thrones, and oh. I'm watching Stranger Things. Oh, so okay. I have no interest in rewatching any Game of Thrones with them. And then does Game of Thrones she's remind using them, them of as life interpreters? No, can they of... find it? They actually find this season very boring. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> they're not it's getting good. Not enough. Not, not enough village burning. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. You guys are doing okay, which is wonderful. I am going to welcome our guest. So our guest is, it's, it's, I love when we have guests. I also am always floored when we have a guest that I am already a fan of their art and we are able to get them to come on. We've got an amazing uh, musician and artist. His name is Ryan Walker. Ryan, welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'll give a little bit of my backstory on how I know Ryan. Uh, Ryan is in a band. Way to called make the... this about you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan is in a band called the Beanstalk Library. Everybody should stop what they're doing right now. Yeah. Go 
go check out their music. Um, uh, um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, but I absolutely love it. Um, there's a whole bunch of awesome songs on YouTube if you're not really ready to commit and buy all the music like I did already. Um, but I saw his band open for Justin Jones, our dear friend and neighbor and amazing musician in his own right, and I immediately loved them. In fact, there were songs that they played in their set a year ago at the Hamilton that I, I went up and I said, oh, which album are these on? And they hadn't even been released yet. So that's you know that's a good sign when you like a band, when you walk away from the set remembering the music that, that they've played. And then ran into Ryan again recently, and he's a Stranger Things fan and a movie fan, and, and now welcome, welcome to the Friday Night Movie family. Oh, appreciate it. Great to be here. Um, so, Ryan, before we talk movies and things like that, uh-huh. l- let's let's talk let's talk music, okay? Because cool. we we are music nerds in our family as well, but we, it just doesn't get showcased enough on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Lil- Lily and Becky, you have listened to Ryan's music, right? Because I sent it to you. Correct. And, and do you want to like? Do you have do you have any questions to start off with or reactions for him right away? Because I always well, enjoy I, your reactions to things. I have my I, I have my feel, thoughts. They've they've been honed. Well, I feel like um, gosh, I'm really bad with names of things. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up the name of the song. I feel like not the big hooks one. Um, just a sec. Feeling the, my way in the dark. Is that the title? <laughs> just a second. Um. The other, the video that you sent, Shay. Feeling My Way in the Dark. Yeah. Okay. That song is, I feel like, okay, I'm not a musician, but I feel like that song is, first of all, it's fantastic. And it's not like your typical, like, breakdown. I, I just feel like it kind of is more, a bit more complicated than a normal pop song when I'm listening to it. Uh- the structure, yes. so as the musician of the group, the structure right. fake, fakes me out. It does I listen it? to right. it, and I'm That's like, oh, right. it's going to go to the chorus. No, there's that, another part. Exactly. And I was, I thought that was just so cool because it still sounds poppy and, like, fun to listen to. It's not, no offense, it's not pretentious. I don't know if that's what you're going for. It's not pretentious, <laughs> but yet not, like, I, it's not basic. Um, and so I thought it was super fun to listen to. But then again, the song um, Big Dumb Hooks reminds me of, and again, this is not a bad thing. This is a great thing, of a, like a 90s, yeah, I this 90s I playlist say. of like yeah. rock music with like, like 182 songs. And then rando like 90s songs that were in a movie that <laughs> like that one hit wonders, you know, from mm-hmm. movies. And it just has that 90s sound. Um, but in like the best way. And, and like, in the, the, yeah. Like, fun in like the way they're like oh yeah like rock music used to just be like really fun like you didn't you know and then I'm like wow because those two songs I feel like are very different but very cool that it comes from the same band so I don't know like maybe your inspiration or how you end up writing one song like you know Big Dumb Hooks which is just like super fun I feel like it may be more simple and then the other's one that's not Sure. Um, the '90s thing, I think, is uh, just probably my age. Like that's I was when I. <laughs> that's what I, <laughs> that's when I was a teenager and listening to a lot of music and stuff. So that's definitely a big influence. Um, you know, "Feeling My Way in the Dark" is a little bit older song than "Big Dumb Hooks," but um, yeah, I think I, I, first of all, I'm glad you um, enjoy the music. That that's awesome. That means a lot. Um, I, I I think that what you said is really kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, in terms of, I love pop music. I love hooks. 
but I love kind of um, thinking of ways to make songs, you know, inject a little bit of uh, some unexpected elements in terms of the, the structure of the songs and, and some of the sounds. I love Wilco. You that's know, me too. Shy yeah. is not. I'm throwing really, under the bus. I really loves Wilco. That's okay. Oh. That's okay, Shy. Uh, Wilco is so, to... so there's like a few things <laughs> in the world that I recognize are critically acclaimed and are objectively amazing that I do not like. Wilco is absolutely one of those things. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I recognize there's no question about Jeff Tweedy's genius and all that stuff. But like, like I think I all of the. I was just listening to Summer this, Tea. On the way over the, here. Th this will probably yeah. like this will probably feel awkward for you, but I like every single song by Beanstalk Library more than every single song I've ever heard by Wilco. Well, that is awesome. That means a lot. That's uh, yeah, huge. That's huge. Um, but but yeah. like, um, and, and and even though there's like a relationship between the two, like it's and and there are so many bands that I love that are influenced by Wilco or related to Wilco. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and then I like all of them more than Wilco. You are included in that. Well, that's that's cool. I pre I appreciate that. Um, I like you both the same. I will not say which one. <laughs> <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool too. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I think one of the things that appeals to me about them is just the sort of the sort of traditional approach to song craft and the the traditional songwriting elements and that mixed with a lot of more experimental interesting um you know kind of like we said songs going in unexpected places um you know i i just uh i'm i, I love radiohead but i really love like earlier radiohead um mm, yeah probably more than newer stuff in terms of the, the records um i saw them the, in i saw them in concert recently there was some amazing stuff, right? Like Paranoid Android Live. They're amazing incredible. live. They're 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 better live now than they were, but, I think, back in the day. But but there's yeah. a lot of bleep bloop noises. Yep. And and the <laughs> audience does not want you to talk. Like <laughs> like they want you. It's like you're at a library. But early Radiohead is, <laughs> is amazing. But I agree with you in the sense that I saw Radiohead in the '90s and I thought they were dicks. And then I saw them at this show where I knew 10% of the music, but I thought they were such a better live band. They are. They are. But I I just uh. I and, and I like a lot of the new stuff too, but I think what really kind of gets me is is that balance of of, of familiarity, uh, um, tra traditional so uh, songwriting um, idioms with, um, but but with some elements that are you know less expected or more you know more experimental, I guess. So that that kind of stuff I really respond to, and it's something I think we try to do a lot with our music. I heard some big star, some REM in yep. there. Are yep. those? Are those? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I would yes, love to for hear, sure. I would love to hear you guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very psyched to see you guys again, um, having immersed myself in so much of the music. So there's there's a bunch of other awesome songs. I, I want to ask you about Mushroom Clouds because yeah. Mushroom Clouds to me it's like it's almost operatic, right? Like there's like it feels like there's a lot of dynamics and. It's mm -hmm. epic. To me, that's mm -hmm. an epic song. Mm -hmm. um, how do you how do you go into the studio? How do you how do you get something to to have that epic feel? It, it it's not just telling a story like lyrically and musically, but it's going up and down. It's getting bigger and smaller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, um, that song's funny because uh, actually it was a little bit inspired by you know that song of Justin's Racine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
it was a little bit inspired by that. In fact, I think one of the sections that we had kind of written, we felt almost sounded too much like that song. And so, we, you know, when it goes into the second half of the song, um, and we kind of changed the riff around a little bit to make it a little bit <laughs> less sound a little less like uh, we were just like uh, ripping that off. Mm -hmm. But um, but uh, we most of the songs like that that um, that you that you hear on our you know wherever you listen to our music um, have been written and performed live for a while before they get recorded in the studio. So. Um, you know, they. It, it wasn't like we sat around in the studio and and for a long time and and and, and thought about that song. It was kind of ready to. It was kind of ready to go when it was time to record because we it, it had kind of had a chance to breathe live and we would worked on it a lot. You know, to, in order to play it live. So, um, you know, we we have an engineer that we like love working with that um, I, we always wanted to find that that George Martin kind of guy. And it's just the analogy. It's not, <laughs> I'm not, you know, but, um, but you know what I mean? Like that person who gets what we're trying that, to do in the studio fifth, and helps that us. Fifth, that fifth Beatle kind of guy. Yes. Yes, exactly. The, um, so he's kind of like, uh, this guy named Eamon. Um, we used to record with him in a, a place in, uh, in Sherlington, not too far from, from you. Um, and now he's out in, uh, like Leesburg area, but, um, but yeah, we, we record with him and he's like a band member in the studio. We, we feel like, um, he, he gets what we're doing and kind of knows how to help us translate it into a, a recording. And, um, you know, you were asking about mushroom clouds we probably recorded that. It's been a little while, but we probably recorded that like, uh, like almost as if it was like two separate songs and then kind of smushed them together. Um, because it's really two distinct kind of sections. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. All right. That, you know, that, that makes, that's a cool yeah. behind, the, behind the scenes kind of, uh, a song exploder explanation there. I Becky, think that's what happened. It was like, it was a while I ago. A, I have another quick question. Uh-huh. So you're the front man in one band mm -hmm. and you play piano keyboard mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. another band, mm -hmm. Justin's band, but yeah. in another band. Um, is it ever weird, annoying, a relief, pick your words, um, to switch back and forth between frontman and like somebody not who who's not the frontman? Sure, that's a great and question. Who's your favorite frontman? Go. In in like rock history? Yeah. Okay. Um we're not gonna like make you choose between your friends. Don't worry. <laughs> are Just, you your Justin or, or you? Justin? <laughs> well, I, I'm, um, I, I, I'm in like four or five bands right now. I play with like other Whoa. people besides Justin. Yeah. So, right. um, and I love, um, I love the opportunity to, to exercise those different muscles. Um, it's yeah. I find it more relaxing to not be the front man. Like it's less. Sure. Yeah. I sense. feel less responsibility on my shoulders um for whatever we're doing um so yeah no i i i love getting to kind of go back and forth and i love um doing something where i'm you know kind of it's more i'm the the sort of the the front person and then like we i just played with justin last night um at the at this venue the hamilton in dc and uh um and you know that was that was really fun to just kind of be over there playing keys and uh, kind of being being able to 
not have all the responsibility of the of the thing working like squarely on my shoulders. So uh, I love I love having all those opportunities. I learn a lot about each thing. Like I you know I'm able to kind of take things I learn and skills I develop and go back and forth. And it's I find that to be a very fulfilling and rewarding kind of way to approach things. It's also kind of uh, necessary to just sort of have a lot of eggs in different baskets because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a you know I'm a full-time professional musician so um you know it's helpful to have just different things going on from that standpoint um favorite frontman in in um in rock history i i you know i i gotta say one thing that comes to mind is um is is and, and i'm not you know i like queen they're not like my favorite band of all time or anything like i'm not a huge fan but i i like them but his Freddie Mercury is an amazing frontman. Like the quintessential um, frontman. I mean, like, have you? I don't know if you've ever watched the actual Live Aid thing. I've yeah. got that on DVD. It's oh yeah, un- and it's it's on it's unbelievable. In and- yeah, I mean, the way he comes out on that stadium and has that stadium full of people like um, uh, in the palm of his hand is is unreal to me. Like when I see bands you play a lot of times i i never like saw them or anything but in person but i feel like i'm watching a magic show where i know how they're doing everything and mm-hmm. so my enjoyment of it is kind of just the appreciation of the of, of how they're the doing the, the tricks yeah mm-hmm. but like i know the tricks and so sometimes when i see a band like um you know um like when i see like Eddie Vedder or um you know um or, or or Freddie Mercury in, in that particular clip, the, the Live Aid. Um, I, I still feel like I had that sense of being a kid and being kind of like, I don't know how he's doing this. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually getting like sucked into it, you know. Um, uh, so those, you know, uh, I think Shy. I think you and I both went to the same Stones concert on Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my first time seeing them ever. It was super bucket list for me. Um, that's obviously, you know, Mick Jagger is obviously a um, you, I mean, you know, how I, the, you know how I know Mick Jagger is also one of the defining guys. I mean, you know, unlike Freddie Mercury, we've had a back nine of his career, right? Like we've had an extra 30 yes, years of his career. Yes. But my kids, we brought my kids and they had not seen, they didn't, of all the bands we listened to, we haven't listened to the Stones a lot. Mm-hmm. And they were like mesmerized by him. And we were pretty far back. And they, yeah. just, they, they understood that that was a rock star right there. I couldn't believe the energy that those 75 year old guys were, were putting out. I mean, running around catwalks and like, they just weren't, they weren't just like standing there playing. I mean, oh, it, yeah. was, it was like a rock show. Right. It's not like watching James Taylor, who's amazing, but the yeah, guy was exactly. strumming a guitar yeah. chilling Paul Simon. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've seen, I, like, I, was, like doing mm-hmm. rock and roll acrobatics. Yeah. And I like, I've seen McCartney. It was amazing. It was everything I thought it would be, but yeah, he's sitting behind a piano a lot and that's, Great. I recently saw Paul Simon. There were a few weird sidebars that happened during that concert. We just kind of like chatted for a while about like things no one quite understood. (laughs) (laughs) Like an old man. Uh, uh, Yeah, it's a little rambly. It was a lovely show. But I I could jam on music all day, but before as we as we as we move into our Stranger Things conversation, Ryan, I know you got an upcoming show on July thirty first. I will be there. Awesome. But 
Um, but uh, do you have upcoming music? Do you have upcoming shows? Anything you want to plug? Because this will drop next Friday from the Sunday sure, we're taking sure. this. Yeah, well, um, I think I think one of the songs you were saying you really liked that we hadn't recorded yet, I think we have recorded now. So we have um, – yeah, that's the next big show is we're playing it on July 31st at Evening Star Cafe in uh, Alexandria. Um, it's uh, a really nice, like, lounge. It's free to get into, so, um, you know, there's no cover there or whatever or any, anything like that. So, um, And we're going to have some discs uh, that we made for our last show. We still have some left, so it's got some new stuff on it. And we're not going to be putting those songs online right, like, just yet. Um, so the only way to get those songs is to, is to get a hold of this. Yeah, we, we, I we love it. Yeah. So there'll we'll be one with your name on it on, on the 31st shy. Yes. And, uh, and there's, um, yeah, like we made a hundred of them. We burned them. We made hand, we kind of st- put a stamp on some, we like kind of handcrafted them like super old school. It was really kind of fun to do. Like, um, you, you know, I think you've met Brian, the guitar player in my band. We kind of worked on, we, we kind of worked on together and he was like, He's like, yeah, you know, normally, man, I hate arts and crafts, but this is really fun, you know? And I was like, yeah, I know, it's fun. Um, so, yeah, so, but everything else is online, you know, thebeanstocklibrary.com. Um, we're on all the social media things. I think they're all linked, to from our website. Um, you know, the Beanstalk Library and Instagram. Twitter's Beanstalk L-I-B, uh, Facebook, et cetera. We're on everything, so whatever, cool. whatever, whatever floats your boat. Awesome. Social All media right. wise. All right. Stranger Things. We are, we're in our third season. We're on, uh, let's say we're up to episode four, though. I know Ryan and I are further down the show, but let's, let's keep our, our brains so in. So is there through. a should, should we like, should I give you an end point before episode four ends? So there's yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, if you're listening to this program, as usual, we're terrible about announcing spoilers. Okay. There will be spoilers in Spring, Stranger Things uh, all I'm the way to episode four. Stop listening. Just stop <laughs> listening now if you haven't watched at least through episode four, likely they'll ruin something for me. So just just skip to the next episode of the podcast. All right, yes. Okay. Becky, so, light, line us up. Episode four ends with, um, we have like each of our main threads have figured out like a big plot development. So we have the Max, L, Will, you know, like that gang, Will, Mike, Lucas have figured out that the spider monster with the him, whatever they call him, is back. The mind flayer. Mind flayer. The mind flayer is back. Or slayer. Flayer, flayer, like it like slays your mind, like like no. flay. Whatever. So they believe the mind player never like left the world is, is still there and is inhabiting Billy's body. Now they believe it's just this one mind player is inhabiting just Billy's body and they do like, and they lock Billy in a sauna to try and like cull him out and it ends in like a kind of like a pretty big fight scene between the kids and Billy where where L almost dies. Um and then like Mike saves her and stuff and then you know and then they and then Billy runs away. So it ends with that. It uh, so that's where we've ended off but also at this point um Nancy and Jonathan have like kind of broken up but she's gonna keep yeah she's gonna they get fired and nancy realizes that the old lady's infected yeah the old lady's infected with something (laughs) the old lady eating garbage yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, hopper and joyce um 
realize that something like they they realize that something big is going on in the town some sort of big corruption thing that has to do with a giant magnet i still don't quite understand that i'm not gonna lie and they like basically tortured the mayor into giving them information and and, and it's it the mall the, it's the it mall like with the, the, elevator, the elevator the room that all those kids sneak into dustin robin erica um steve is not a room it's an elevator and it an drops elevator, down and it drops which down. is and they, that's the last scene uncovering whatever the russian threat is which is another threat which is a whole new threat of like new characters i mean it's dustin and steve but it's like they have their own little x they have their own now. like and right. and try and we're going to come back to this when i'm setting up now the four threads later with your very obnoxious question of why is nancy in the show what does she do she's a <laughs> no. thread because she's an important she can no but but nancy's we'll come back okay we'll, we'll, there's gonna be a bit of a battle royale in this if you can't already tell okay. i'm like amped up okay all right. All right. so those are all things right. and then all actually right. the last what? shot of the episode is that billy and the other lifeguard heather reveal that they have like sure. an army of infected people very, which is very cool. Okay. How do we feel, though, about where we start? Like, where, how do we feel about where we are with the characters at this? I mean, it can be at this point in the show or where we start off. You know, some of the things we've got here we got Steve is now slinging ice cream in a sailor suit. He's fallen from grace. That was the best. I love him. More and more every day. They, they they really walked ass backwards into Steve being the best character on the show. And he was like uh, a senior in high school on season one, right? Yeah. So like he's he's a couple years out of school now, I think. I was trying to figure out that chronology because uh, No, I think he's like meant to have repeated grade twelve. Oh, I guess. you think so? Okay, because yeah. Cause he says something later in the in the season. Now. He says something later in the season that it's not a big spoiler deal, but it was just something about like that he dated Nancy when he was uh, a senior. Oh yeah. Oh, so, and so that's two years ago. That's cool. at least a couple of years ago. Story no, time, right? So, but he also made a whole yeah. thing about what he was supposed to like. He like applied for Purdue as if he was applying pre-summer. Yeah, but he's like he's like twenty or something. He's got to be like yeah. nineteen. Yeah, he's yeah, twenty. Yeah, okay. All There's a year, a year between right, right. Seasons <laughs> two. between right. seasons one and two, a full year passes, and then between seasons two and three, it's a, maybe about like eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. He, he's not even in the friend group with Nancy anymore. His friend no. group is it's Dustin. Dustin. But that was established. <laughs> then. That's, That's what was the amazing. Best. When she when when Robin at the ice cream like, store is like, like your kids are here. <laughs> yeah, and, and Robin is a new character. Okay, so we've got Robin, we've got a new character. How do So for me, when Mike and Elle are kissing and they're together, like, that makes my heart sink. I can't I handle them too. breaking up. Like, you're shipping them hard. Fight in the episode, you're I'm shi- I'm shi- after everything they've been hard. through, after Mike's stuck by her, like, I can't handle them. I get anxious when they're arguing. You know how, so you- you, you know how I feel about Starcross lovers. I don't care. I feel oh, like yeah, these two sure. are meant to be forever and always. They are like connected on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of episode four, when she like collapses and he's holding her, I was like, "See, you guys are meant to be together." Nah, I'm like, I and I'm the I ship hard guys. Like if they I'm don't the one that together, like goes I'm all in, but I'm gonna have a crisis if they don't. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What about you? How do you, how do you feel about the uh, the the relationship? 
Uh, when you said it made your heart sink, is that a good thing? No, no, sing, sing, sing. It's like that moment when Whitney Houston says, and I will always love you, you know, in the song when the, the, the drum hits. That's how I feel when they're together. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older now and I have some perspective on r- relationships to some degree. And, uh, you know, I, I would just kind of tell Mike, like, hey, man, like, you know. She's going to ruin you. you got a lot of years ahead of you to, like, meet women and, like, you know. However, in the context of the show, yes, it does. It, I do like them together. I just think, I think, you know, they're going to learn from each other. And, you know, they'll, be, they'll look back on this, you know, fondly like anyone hopefully does with their, you know, sort of teenage I, I will say what I really appreciated about the show um, is that if they're meant to be together, and that's really sweet, and sure, they're great, but I do appreciate that their little breakup, she is not due to another guy, like 90210 style, or probably Riverdale style. It's because she's hanging out with a girlfriend, and like discovering girlfriendship, I do appreciate and that how... I thought was really well done. I that's love that good. dynamic. Yeah. I love the yeah, dynamic good. of, I love Mike's, I love Mike's journey of, of like, guy. Mike's learning, like, that women are not just, you know, girls are not just, like, he, he, he doesn't own her, you know, and he kind of has that journey of kind of learning how to relate to her better. I, I think all that is really interesting. Um, and when she, I mean, one of the best scenes of the show so far is when she gets a small window into what three 13-year-old dudes are, like, hanging out. Yes, <laughs> yes. She's just horrified. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. When, um, uh, yeah, when Lucas farts, that was, yeah. like, one of the best scenes I've ever seen. Because they, like, they, they, that was, the, they might as well have taken a shot out of me or any of my friends, like, yeah, any conversations. Any 13-year-old boys, yeah. Well, and I'm so, in a bunch of rock bands, and, like, I, 40-year-old boys are like that, too. <laughs> um, so, I mean, all my so, bands have women in them, and they could probably all tell you similar stories. <laughs> so, so... L. So how do we feel about L? She's like using her powers right and left. Like every time she gets that bloody nose, I'm like, don't these people know the rules of using powers? When you get a bloody nose from your powers, you're eventually going to ha- get like a brain tumor and die. Like I'm worried for L every time she uses her powers. I feel like so. I mean, she put away that beast and, like, closed the gate. And this is sort of like a what are the rules things. And kind of it always it brings me back to what you said, Shai, that time about Captain Marvel and Endgame when we had that great conversation with Mike Roberts about it. That, like, you've showed me in another movie that Captain Marvel is, like, the strongest human being ever. Now she's an Avenger. She can't not be the strongest. So I'm like, they've established that Elle can put away this massive demon close an entire gate to another universe and be okay so now she sort of like can't not throw Billy through her wall or go visit some 13 year old boys in her mind and like have problems well, you know what I mean I, she just I, I, think, bloody what I think we're learning is that you know her she lives under such strict rules Hopper has her under such strict rules and the point for me of having her use her powers in these little ways of her like having a bit of fun and mischief and like this is her way of being a kid I don't see it as like an an abuse of the powers what will happen to her I think it's like Max's way of relating to her and being like come on like let's go let's use this to our advantage let's have fun let's sneak into other people's minds yeah 
I mean, and 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 I will say, and this is something I really liked about this. There's a lot of things in the show that could be like wastes of time that are not wastes of time because that served the story. Them screwing around is how she ends up in Billy's mind, which puts her face to face with the like mind player, which is awesome. To, like lead her to having like dire consequences for using her powers. It might, like you might be right, Shay, but I saw it as just like okay, it's moving the story along. All right, who are people's MVP? So, um, Mike, an MVP. Uh, sorry, Mike. Mike, Mike Roberts Rob. is our friend. That's right. You said Mike Roberts. Ryan. That's right. An MVP for our show is the most valuable performer or performance or player. It can be the character or the actor, you, you know. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to go down MVP, LVP. And then we, I added a new category this time, which is MIP, which is most improved character slash performer. That's a great um, yeah. category. So MVP, LVP, MIP. Who wants to go first? I already wrote mine down, so I'm going first. I'm having a hard time with this one. MVP is for sure in the first four episodes, Robin. Because I'm obsessed with her. She looks like Ethan Hawke, but sounds like Uma Thurman. I cannot deal. She's their daughter. I am obsessed with her. I am obsessed with her. I agree. And I think her character is fantastic. Just the sound of her voice. I want her to read me stories. Like, I want her to read me stories. Her, her voice relaxes me tremendously. Plus, I think she's a great character. And I like her... Her confidence in knowing Russian, though, even though she spoke oh, languages whatever. that had nothing to do with Russian. They're all romance languages. Also, she's odd. like, I'm a musician. I play in band. But she didn't notice the music Wait, in the background let, of that audio tape. <laughs> let's ask Ryan. Ryan, as a musician, do you think you can teach yourself Russian? Should we get my in-laws on the phone? I, I do think there's a there's a link between being good at languages and music. Okay. It's having good ears. It's having like a certain kind of ear. Um, okay. I, I I speak French a little bit, and I uh, I used to speak it a lot. I speak, and I and I uh, I know I know a little bit of Russian actually. To I um I I can kind of follow the Russian characters a little bit with what they're saying sometimes like not awesome I wouldn't have been able to know like Becky's in-laws <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to uh to decipher that uh, that tape or whatever or the 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 um you know the signal um yeah there's a there's a relation there I I buy that okay all right mm-hmm. we have an expert who has spoken all right so your your MVP <laughs> is Robin Lily who's your yeah. LVP who's your Mike LVP? and Billy. Ugh, they're so annoying. Mike? Mike? Uh, I, Mike is sort of like, I always I always say this every time we talk Stranger Things. I love him, but I'm also like, he's like the character I'm most mad about. Like, I love him. He's great. Him. He's a hero. He he's really brings so it in season two. He's so loyal. But I'm like least interested when he's on screen. So, he's so I have to him. He's, so, he's such a goonie. I'm sorry. Like, he's yeah, really... Sure. But Billy also, that mustache, I cannot deal with it. <laughs> the mullet I can take with that mustache? No. And then most improved is obviously Steve. He's <laughs> always money season, on this show. Season to season. Just go. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's probably weird to go back and watch season one when he was just such a jerk. Right. Um, yeah, it's like, and I wonder, I wonder if he was always meant to evolve or the. No, he was supposed great. to die. He was supposed to oh. die. And and this is something That's that awesome. I talk about with, with we talk about with Lons. Lons, for your information, Ryan is a co-host of another podcast that we're on and a dear friend of ours. Um, uh, Lons from the Gold Nerds. Lons always talks about how you have to let a show evolve. You can't 
predetermine everything. And I told this is an example where like Steve caught on. There's like a wave to catch and an evolution, and they let the character live as if he's real, as opposed to be like Steve is supposed to be X, and we're gonna bring him from X to Y, no matter what other chemistry happens. And and that's the reason why he's a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Yep, because it's very organic. Yeah. You know. All right. All right, Beck. MVP, um, okay, so um, MIP. My my MVP um, is just it's still L. She's still for me the main anchor of the show. She's still the main reason why I'm interested in the story. Is like her journey. Maybe yeah. I and I still think watching her character evolve is the most interesting as far as character development for me. Um, uh, my LVP is right now, I mean, keep in mind I'm only up to episode four, but as of episode four, Jonathan Byers, like, he's, so far he's an LVP. Like, I don't know what he's bringing Oh, to yeah, that's actually like, a really good Nancy point. Nancy, at least, is investigating he's, something, has a purpose, is trying to fetching. do something. He, he's that's just catching all the time. He just, yeah. So he I, needs maybe, to get out more. He's so pale. So pale. So maybe, maybe he'll, he'll, you know, bring it around at some point. Um, but also, we'll they're see. a couple and, in real life. I feel like there's zero chemistry on the screen. Yeah. So I'm Are nervous they? for that. I feel like if they both yeah. ate a few burgers, they might like it. Might right? be better. There's a full like. I, I, I think Jonathan Byers was supposed to be your hero, and then Steve ended up being the hero. I guess. And what kind? What kind of message does that send kids that they like? I like cool Jonathan guy. in. I like Jonathan in the first season. I don't think I don't like yeah. him. I just don't know. Like as of episode four, he's not bringing a lot of value. And while I do agree with you that, I mean, for me, Steve is on another level, of course, but he improved so much last season, so I'm tabling that. I'm going to throw in a real unexpected one here. Right now, episode four, Billy is my most improved player. Oh, you t- you totally, I'm not going to say it. I have, an, I have another most improved. Yes. So really? you, go go for it because he was going to be my other. He, has, he went from last season to being a bully that I never understood the purpose of any of his scenes. I didn't really get why he was there. And now, first of all, there's a purpose to his character because he's been infected. One, it makes him so much more interesting. And I find his performance to be less disgusting and to be actually just more compelling to watch. Yeah, that, Don't you also that, feel like I now no if idea. he dies, nobody's going to care? Because no. he's so mean and awful? No, because no. there's more to him. There's more like, to him. When he's like, when he's begging to Max and he's like, you have to, I swear I didn't want to do this. I didn't mean to do this. He made me do it. Like, that's like a real intense, pathetic moment where she's seeing a side of her brother she didn't know existed. Yeah. I, 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 I like the I think the actor whose name is great completely is, has is is take a character that I just couldn't watch because he was so gross and made him like yeah. really compelling. And there's, All right, Ryan. And there's purpose to him. All yeah, right, his Ryan. name is his name is Dacre Montgomery. I guess okay. that's how you say it, Dacre. Oh, um, that's wow. But, <laughs> but we're not we're not saying like you necessarily like the character. It's just no. saying, yeah, 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 right. Know. Improve. So so MVP. Um, you know I. I would say um, some of the ones that have been mentioned, like like Robin. I, you know, I, I find myself really drawn to the some of the new characters. Great. On this season, more more than um, more more than some of the ones that we have come to to know. Agreed. But but um, yeah. I do I do think uh, Eleven has been really compelling as usual. She's kind of like the force that keeps me watching, like you said. Um, well, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a, in, a, in a second, but I'll throw out one thing that hasn't been talked about yet is, and I didn't even recognize him until 
uh, I read the show notes. Carrie Elwes as the mayor is fantastic. Yes, yes. Um, and he and he is he is you know he he is a, he's like a sleazebag mayor you know like he's not like a likable character but Carrie Ellis is it's always cool to see him um oh, yeah. and he's he's fantastic. I thought they could did you ever watch Psych? themselves from Matthew Modine no. last season? Yes, like, yes, first yes. season. I was like, how could you do better than Matthew Modine? And then they did Sean Astin, and now I'm like Carrie Ellis. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever watch Psych? I have not seen Psych. Okay, because Psych, he plays a recurring character called this this international man of mystery thief character that is mm. one of my favorite. That that rivals his Wesley from uh, from uh, Princess Bride character Despero. That's so a yeah, I'm a. I know you guys are not that big into horror in general. I'm a big horror guy. Lily watches, watch L- Lily watches Lily watches an insane amount of horror. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like I think the last time I remember seeing Carrie was in something was uh, the first Saw. Yeah. Which is a great movie. I mean that, that series goes off the rails real quick, but that does, original but that one is first great. One is, yeah. Yeah. Lily, um, so of the three of us, Lily has seen the most horror movies. I research and watch documentaries about them. Like I mean, like I'll read all the Wikipedia <laughs> right. pages and I'll watch the documentaries about them, but I can't watch them. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. Uh, um, Becky doesn't go. I'm anywhere. not even in this conversation. Becky I'm, doesn't partake. Like no. So as a horror expert, Ryan. Oh wait, sorry. You have your MVPs. So, yeah, and I, I want to ask you a that... horror question. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a horror fan. I don't know how much of an expert I am, but um, yeah, yeah at least you an expert for this podcast. Okay, uh, least valuable. I'm I'm gonna go um, along with what I was just saying. I mean, there, there some of the you know I I, I gotta go probably either like Nancy or um, or Joyce. Um, some of these characters that were really dynamic and and really move things along and were really were powerful in their earlier seasons don't seem to have a lot to do in this season other than kind of joyce is figuring out the whole magnet thing she got hopper all riled up uh, yeah, yeah i just I, I see what Ryan's you know saying. i just see a lot like, there's a lot of repetitive. scenes of her just kind of like you know Close to my husband i was watching with my husband and he's like why is she so nervous do you know a writer like that? Because her, because her husband, her because her kids and I was getting like, kidnapped by. <laughs> but I said to him, I was like, either she's that good an actress and and she's acting, I was like, or maybe she's just like that in real life. <laughs> I feel like since Will's monster kidnapping and then body invasion, she's really has her radar up. I, yeah. I'm I, I'm with Becky, um, and I'll come to her in a second. She right, so who's your anything. so who's your most improved, Ryan? Uh, most improved. Uh, again, I I agree with everything that's been said. I'll I'll, I'll bring up something that hasn't been uh, mentioned yet. Is uh, is um, Erica? Like she is so. She, I think she's in like one scene in the first season. Oh really? Yeah. I right? didn't even know she was in the first season. She's in the first season. Yeah, she she pops up, but like she in a pops scene up or like, two, like but, three or four times, but just like um, quickly, like oh, she's always yelling at her brother. That's their shit. Yeah. Is in it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but no, no. She, she's not always like always arguing with each it. other, and she's super feisty. Yeah, but she has a much bigger oh yeah role, yeah. and and yeah. It, it, especially as the season goes along, um, she she has a lot more screen time. She's she's really funny. Like uh, I feel like you know, that I've, also happened organically because I feel like they, yep. they had this little, cute little kid playing right. the sister that was like bratty, and the actress is excellent and. 
I yeah, and I, I, I don't think she oh, was intended like to be a big character at the beginning, happened. for sure. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, she's a she's a breakout performance. I want to say that the dad, um, their Lucas and Erica's parents are shown at the, in one of the episodes in the earlier season, and I'm pretty sure the dad was my RA in college. Um, I see him in commercials. I see him in commercials. He's no in the conjuring. Yeah, I, I see him in things here and there. He, he was so studying acting in, in in college, and uh, now I always like see him in stuff. But like, where'd I'm, you go to school? NYU. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what, horror... that doesn't matter though. Okay. People. So as a horror fan, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm just gonna sort of like I'm gonna mix it up here a little bit. As a horror fan, okay, and I'll get to my MVPs and stuff. So I feel like this season. Uh. Lily and Becky and I have have sort of been discussing in general, like whether or not it's replaying certain things, certain horror tropes. I felt like last season really went hard on aliens. This season to me is uh, actually more yeah. body horror. This season yes. to me is more body horror, which is more like the first. Except alien. the gigantic face huggers, sure. But but even that's kind of like body horror. Like it's it's a little it's less like things chasing them, and it's more like that insidious notion of who's good and who's bad, and and what what the effects yeah. of the bodies. Like I isn't like that my, like in the thing? Isn't they all yeah, like, it's a little bit like, yeah, the, like thing the thing also. And I think that that edge actually feels like it's like a new angle on the show for me, and I like this angle of it. Ryan, as a horror fan. Do you feel that, or am I? Yes, not... and uh, and uh, not a spoiler. Just a funny thing that happens. There's a great scene coming up with uh, where the, the, where I uh, I forget which kid it is who uses the 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 original thing and the John Carpenter remake thing uh, <sighs> to to uh, analogize like his appreciation of new Coke versus Coke classic Coke. <laughs> Which is just one of those really eighties uh, eighties moments. You know, like, oh, new coke uh, um, that that but, show is so good at. But that's a great nod then, because that's a great nod to the thing playing right. in the show without being like, or you know, without overly um, hitting it on the nose. Okay, cool. Right, as right, long right. as they're as long as they're recognizing it. And 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 what about what do you guys think? The show kind of like runs the fine line between meta nostalgia bits and being an awesome show and sometimes i feel like it it trips into nostalgia bits and it's almost like it's like a little bit almost too much of like a family guy episode and sometimes it's like actually its own original horror creation did anyone else feel like yes. it goes back and forth there i feel i feel this season at least the first at least like three episodes to me we're a little too too far on that side of just like all the '80s references, all the songs that play. Every 30 seconds, there's another song that you recognize, and it's cool and it's kind of part of the show's appeal. It does calm down a little bit uh, as the as the season goes on. I think they rely on that a little bit too much in the first few um, yeah. episodes. Yeah, you know what that feels like to me? It feels to me like 
everyone, all the department heads working on the show, costume sets, props, music supervisor, they're all just like really enthusiastic and trying to impress the showrunner by busting <laughs> out the big guns. Yeah. And the showrunners are really excited, like, yeah, that's right on the nose, that's great. And then after a few eps, they're like, oh wait, uh, they're like, they have, like, the showrunners are like, it's all organized. And they're like, okay, no, 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 we gotta just start making like actual choices and not just letting them bombard us. <laughs> that's I love when we imagine what's going on in writers' rooms. Yeah, but yeah. I think Becky, Becky has the context or this. She's actually worked in that area. So she, I, I actually, this is a music question. I, to me, I look at how many songs they've used in one episode. Yeah. I'm like, that must, the budget for songs is insane. <laughs> how do they have the rights for all that music? And it's almost I feel un- like Netflix unnecessary. Doesn't budgets, they're just, they're just spend money. Just and that, that may be why there's more songs like that in the, in this season because they have the budget for it now. But, um, yeah. I mean, the budget seems bigger for the season overall. The effects oh, are yeah. more intense. Well, it's like the whole building of like the mall, like all of that set decorating, <laughs> putting together yeah. an 80s mall. It's intense. Oh, yeah. All those extras, yeah. like the, all the amount of people to show you how, when malls were invented, how they were crowded and everything. Yeah. You can oh, yeah. feel all of that budget. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. But I, I see all of that budget, and then at certain points, when I look at like the money that went into turning on the Russian laser, right? Like what must have gone into because that was a much more detailed machine than they've had in Stranger Things, as far as I remember. Than that like goofy wall in the first, like when they when they made right. the upside down in the first season, and they're just like there's black marks on the wall, so we're in the upside down. To me, I see that, and I'm happy. But on the other hand, I know Netflix is cutting lots of shows, and I'm a little bit bummed. I'm like, oh great, so we got like an extra laser I'm- and a few extra songs and stranger things (laughs) but but which are necessary none of that's necessary right anybody would have been happy with like a silly 80s looking laser like right. nobody needed well, that well, <laughs> looking one i i think the strength of stranger things if i were to rank it is characters then the um and then the setting right beck what, what was your didn't, i don't know you want to just read my text <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, no, I, that's exactly what I said in my <laughs> okay, text to you. Okay, you can okay, go, okay. you can say yours. To no, me, it's I basically, like, what I would say character. is that, like, the characters are the first reason why I watch it. The second is, like, the nostalgia. And then after that is, like, the plot and then, like, the monsters for me. Like, so for me, the nostalgia isn't, for me, the nostalgia isn't a bit because as much as I love nostalgia, like, to me, the Goldberg does the, the 80s. Goldbergs. The Goldbergs yeah. does that better, in my view, anyway. Um... And, but to me, it's the characters, and then the plot. Like, I thank goodness they do all of those exposition scenes where, like, Will starts explaining to you what the mind flare is. Because I didn't even remember how the second season unfolded plot-wise. I just remembered what happened to the characters. And I obviously the, uh, didn't remember. Jose was like, "What's that? What is he calling it?" And I was like, "Mind Slayer." <laughs> That's what it is. Um, as soon as I like I fired up Stranger Things on my Netflix, they ran like a recap of season two. Did you guys have that? Yeah. Yeah, but I accidentally skipped over it. Oh, okay. And I couldn't find it again. Yeah. I yeah, went yeah. deeper and looked at a 15-minute recap that the whole cast, except Millie Bobby Brown, um narrates for you like they each divided it up they all had a script it's very cute it's 15 I minutes only watched a recap online. 
I only watched a recap of Mike and Elle's love story. That was the only recap I watched going into this season. I watched that I and the 15-minute recap. Um, Shai needs to watch that. Yeah, it would be good Elle for you. It's so heartwarming. It's so heartwarming. It is. It is. Which, which heartwarming? It's a. Uh, it's just a recap of Mike and Elle's love story. That's the whole oh. recap. <laughs> Mike and Elle's love story. Like I'm stressed about whether or not they like. Because here's the thing. Elle is. Uh, like beautiful superhuman. I, knew, I know that. And why Mike, so, right? He's like, and Mike is the like, biggest nerd. With, with a nevish little nerd. No, it's like, like he's. It's like he's like, tighter. No, and he's no. he's like he's like the guy who offers. He's like the guy who offers. It's like, it's like when Ethan Embry wanted to walk Amanda. Or, uh, you know, raise his yeah, hand on yeah, the first yeah. day of Can't Hardly Wait, but instead it's Mike Dexter. Like he's the guy who that we're talking about Can't Hardly Wait here, but he's the guy who offered to like walk the foreign girl around the school, and so she doesn't know any of the other guys, and so she falls in love with him, and right. he got and really, then, like, really, really, really lucky. Hopper, right? They were in a cabin in the woods, so how is she going to meet anyone else? Exactly. But I do feel like they're like they're connected on a deeper level because of, you know. Okay, can we just talk fashion yeah. montage? I want to know what Ryan thought of that. Uh, you mean when they're like, when she, when, uh, when Elle goes shopping? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was amusing. It was, it was, uh, it was fine. <laughs> my, my, my wife, my wife said, my wife said, Allie, my wife said, she said, Wow, they're doing it to Material Girl. That's so on the nose. Oh, right, like, right, couldn't, right. Yeah. Couldn't they have done yeah. better than that? I, I think at that point I was just getting a little bit done with like, like I said, the like, the '80s hit songs. You right. know, every right. other Shoving scene. Shoving it in your um, face. It's the but, 80s. yeah. But I'm not like I. I'm not one of those people who's like, and I love horror. And I love how gory the season is and stuff. But I, but I, I love the relationships. I love all that. I love all that um, character building and relationship building. Um, so yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm fine with this kind of thing. I, I, I think it, I think it goes on a little too long. It, I think it takes a little too long to get going for the most part. I think this four. season it takes up to episode four. And when that for sure, scene yeah. came on, I think it's episode two. Or maybe three. When that scene comes on, I was like, oh, I'll just watch this show instead of this fake horror show. <laughs> I'm like, this is fine. Let's just watch 90210 Stranger Things. And then yeah. it gets going in ep four. And I'm like, okay. Now, like, Shy and I were talking about this, that the whole drama between Will Mott, I don't know if they make a reference to him being gay or just that he's not ready to let. No, they like, say, you know, if you liked girls, you would understand. I'll tell you what I, I thought about that. What? I, I just kind of thought I got cut off. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> no, I just... no, I I missed because I got cut off, so I don't know with with my internet, so I don't know. She's talking about she's talking. Uh, yeah, I I think that I think that he, um, I, I see him as a little bit like probably because he's so traumatized. Yeah, a little a little bit. Just a little bit I behind. Think, I think they were just saying he's a little bit behind the other guy. Yeah, right. And yeah. so when they get into that fight, I just feel so bad for him and them like because they were more you know adjusted and didn't have that trauma and are moving on with their lives and my husband turned to me and he's like yeah I definitely he's like well like, it shines a light that they're that's the cusp of that age where some kids just aren't ready yet and yes. they just want to play games forever but then yes. the other 13 year olds are done and ready to move on and he's yes. like I was not one of those. I was done and ready to move on. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, simmer uh, down. <laughs> I was like, we we get it. You're Spanish. We understand. But um, 
it like broke my heart a little bit. And then I got nervous because I was like, oh, I don't want to watch a whole season of this. Yeah. And then right away, cut, they cut it off when they just sort of yeah. have to band well, together. Well, they make I, it about something bigger, which yeah. is why the show is watchable so, ultimately. So one thing I like, right. one thing exactly. I like that they've done with Will is that up until now. L's kind of the only superhuman, but Will now he oh, affirmatively has powers. He affirmatively yeah. has he powers. Sense the... the mind flare, and and I think yeah. that's an added arsenal. To he's able to detect the mind flare, and she might be able to fight with him. But but his connection is that's really cool. valuable. Two of them. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let me give you my MVPs. Okay, so my my MVP, other than um, Mrs. Driscoll eating the fertilizer, which to me, like whoever that <laughs> old lady like, is, that's she's like amazing. special special mention too. That that old lady is just incredible. When she's just like shoveling them in your mouth, it's terrifying. Yeah. And she's probably like you know. Shakespearean train been acting for 60 years and they're like, all right, we want you to just like eat garbage. <laughs> and then Raz Maggie gonna... Miley is her and, name. Ah, she's amazing. I, I love her. Um, uh, and L L is always going to be my MVP because to me the show rotates, you know, kind of around her. And 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 Millie Bobby Brown as an actress is just on another level. But but I'm going with Erica because Erica, to me, especially as the show gets on, is fun and powerful, and yeah. and the yeah. new characters add a lot of a lot of great. Like they can be good ingredients or bad ingredients. She's a great ingredient. Um, um, what so a she, really move to like secretly name three MVPs before yeah, yeah, right. that's such a classic move. I mean, so my, on the cast about how they're not my MVP, but I love them before I name. So, my LVP, my LVP. I'm just going. I'm going hard on Nancy again. Like, yeah, they're not the worst. I don't understand the, what she's going to do. Nancy's character as as a reporter, right? Her job is literally to investigate and tell you things about what's happening. They could have given any of the things she's doing, they could have given that to a fax. They could have just gotten a fax that said the information that she's learned. Um, That's not how the show works. The show is about pulling multiple, pulling at multiple Becky, threads Becky gets, of the Becky same fabric. So you're following four different storylines, and in the end, they all come together to solve the mystery. And if you don't yeah. have Nancy going down that path, then you're not getting all the fabric. Mm, you could have given that path to Joyce and Hopper. It would be just as good. Um, and so now this leads me to my most improved. I'm going to go with Joyce. I'm going to go with Winona Ryder, who I think is a, who I think is beyond annoying in that first season. Like everyone made such a big deal about her. I found her so nervous and agitating. And now I feel like the, both the character, but also the way she's playing it. Like they put, they, she noticed she's got like makeup on and she's, right. she's That's more, you know, she, she's less this traumatized person and she's more like this motivator. Like in um, control. She's like, wait, 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 I'm yeah. taking control of the situation. But she also yeah. trusts herself more. Yeah. I also she's like, no, you're wrong, I'm right. Between so, her and Mrs. Um, whatever, Will's. Wheeler? Fire. Yeah, also, yeah, like the contrast in those two models. No, also not Fire. She's Joyce Fire. Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler. Yeah. Karen Wheeler. But also a character I didn't even remember was in the show. Like, I, I was like, so many she has lines. an older sister. She has so many that? lines. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's like a really, I thought a really kind of ridiculous, well, maybe not ridiculous. I thought it was kind of, I, that, that the storyline between her and Billy was kind of a thing that got kind of forced in at the end of season two. Yeah. 
and I need to bring it back out. And I and I, I find that storyline so uh, eye rollingly absurd. Um, and I and I kind of liked how things happened on season three, but um, yeah, this thing, I I don't know. And I guess I'm also like okay, let them go have an affair. Her husband seems so boring. Fine, I don't care about either one of those people. But also, <laughs> yeah. why does? Nancy's mom, I mean, again, I'm only at episode four. I don't know how things evolve, but right now, every time she's in a scene, I'm like, how are you pushing this story forward? Yeah, how yeah. are you adding? You're not contributing to this She's like, story. Nancy, one day you'll realize I stopped listening because I don't care what that whole scene between the two of them, having a tea. It's like, what? Yeah. She basically yeah. was giving Nancy the confidence to go Maybe she's the LVB investigate guy. the story. Mm, yeah, like weird. I said, that that part of the, that part of the story. All I'm saying is, is that Nancy, Mrs. Wheeler, and Jonathan are taking up valuable Steve and Erica time, <laughs> and <laughs> and valuable Jake Busey time, and valuable and... Driscoll eating fertilizer time. <laughs> now, Jake Jake Busey, I feel like is a little bit underused. I love. No, any... he's so over the top. It's like he's acting in a melodrama, and everyone else is in I, this show. I, I, like, I think so I think they the could have given Jake Busey a better a better role. Yeah, I I feel so like they could have given him a better role. He's just gonna end do, up biting it. Do we find? Do you guys find the? dynamic of how the guys at the newspaper act toward Nancy like a little over the top or is that just like me being a naive dude? I think it's you being naive. Okay, yeah, fair. I'm pretty sure that's I, how I, like, sure that's I, 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 even I, continues to be. I, I asked myself that question as well, and then I was like, no, and I thought about it, and I'm like, no, 1980s newsroom in yeah. some small town. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, and I mean, yeah, they're but, I mean, but you do think, but you do think like, Jake Busey is over the top. I, yeah, I think, I think the performance is over yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the amount of insults, but they're disregarding her and they're right. being dismissing her. I sure. Think it's, it's being it's, shitty it's, to her on purpose. It's like, that there's, it's like the caricature nature of the show that sometimes they fall into this like loop of just doing caricatures of actual things from the 80s. And although I'm sure it's accurate, the acting, the 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 perform like the performances in those scenes and the writing in those scenes does feel like it's exaggerated to make sure we really understand mm-hmm. you know how abusive but I, it probably is accurate but a lot of that does feel to me like how 80s movies feel right and i yeah that's true um, if you think of like nine to five you i was about to say yeah. nine to five is a perfect example where the entire movie is that scene and oh what's the other one i love working girl working girl i was gonna say melanie griffith yeah yeah harrison ford that movie's so good that movie is so good it's still good have you watched it recently yeah i haven't watched it's um what's his name is a bad guy um i don't know but i know it's harrison ford and um, no, it's Harrison Ford. No, not in working. Sigourney girl. Weaver's the bad five. guy. Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Nine Melanie to five, it's Dabney Coleman. Dabney yeah. Coleman, that's it, yeah. Um, but can we talk for just two seconds, uh, Shai, before you lead us on to something else? Um, how are you guys feeling about Hopper? I'm not... I also, I'm like, geez, get Let it together. Take his, his, his overacting, too. Like, he needs to reel it in. I mean, like, I, I love his whole... His, to me, everything I love they did him, with him... He's starting to make me not like him, so... Everything they did with him was they were... You know what I think? I think they were like... 
Let's have Hopper dress like Magnum PI in this season and think Magnum PI is really cool. And they work backwards. And they and they were and they work backwards from him. <laughs> that, well, that's what I think. What's interesting is that you sort of kind of like it's I sort of thought that him adopting L would be his redemption story, but he's still like a drunk mess. Yes. You know. But now he just needs to be with Joyce to feel better. I don't know. He's But yeah. I, I do enjoy like I wanna t- I want a montage of how many times they put him in a towel in this season. Like, yeah, like what is going on? I mean I just like his whole being stood up, okay, he gets stood up, but like how much that plays into the next rest of that episode it's just a bit and like his Very stuff with Mike like, and Alex. Like, like, like I said, they they were like Let's give Hopper a mustache and a Hawaiian shirt and have him watch Magnum and want to be like Magnum. And then they came up with everything else. You know, I'm going to file Hopper again under characters that are just not as interesting this season. Like, right. uh, A lot of the like anchor characters from previous season, I think are sort of like making way for some of these new characters. That that we keep, you know, that we well, that we've really I, been talking about. I hope he evolves. I'm only on episode four, and I'm gonna hope that they All get him. Right. That's a, a good. More that is a good jumping off point for predictions. Now, Ryan, have you watched the whole season? I have one episode to go. I had Hi. hoped to be done before this, but um, no, don't worry. We're only at episode. Four I had a show. You know, we, we played last night, and I just didn't have two mm-hmm. episodes in me in terms of the. Uh, I, I went in the nap direction, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You weren't like, guys, wait, in the green room, we got to watch this last episode of Stranger Things. In the green room, I'm like, hey, how, how far are you guys on Stranger Things? And everyone's like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. And then I taught Justin's daughter a piano lesson the other day. And, of course, like, she's done with it the day it comes out because she's a kid and it's summertime. <laughs> and it's amazing. I had to, like, yell at her to not spoil it for me because I was like, <laughs> I'm only halfway through. And she said a thing that wasn't. Totally spoily, but it was. I would. I did not. I would rather have her have not said it um, to me. Um, so I had to give her a piano lesson and the discussion about, um, you know, spoilers. When spoilers. someone is only halfway through something that you're finished with, just don't say anything. Oh my yeah, God, it's just something say that we're going to have to educate an entire generation. I know. If they get well, everything the same day it comes out and don't right. realize it, not everybody so wants entitled. to watch 13 episodes. <laughs> I always, right, right. I always tell my kids, I'm like, you know, whenever they're like misbehaving, I'm like, you know, in the old days, we had to watch with commercials and everyone had to watch it at the same time when it came on. And if you missed it, you better just hope they show it in the summertime again. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or, or like yeah. or like one of your friends had, had had it on like VHS taped it. Right, right, right. Who taped it? Who taped that sign? Who taped finale? it? I remember that freaking out. But who taped it? So you can yeah. see okay, so let's let's quickly then go with some predictions, and and then we'll we'll get to our erection shoutouts and wrap up. Uh, Lily, one prediction, and it can be any random prediction. I that like I guess that Hop and Joyce are gonna get together eventually, for God's sakes. I mean, that's the only thing. Like, I hope so, so he can just. I just need to. I want to see him happy. So I'm hoping, and I can't wait for Robin and Steve to get together. I'm shipping them. I'm I, I want Robin and Dustin to get together. I'm unclear as to what her age is. He's like five I, years older than him. I don't know what 13. her age is. She must be like seventeen know. or eighteen. She she looked like she was checking out his buns when they were shoving him into the the <laughs> elevator. The the the. Uh, 
I think okay. she's the same age as Steve, right? Oh, same year. Okay. No, cool. she's yeah. younger than Steve. They talk still about in high school. Okay. Well, they, Steve again, is like, no, I can't date her. She's still in high school. She's not okay. cool. Well, they talk about being in a class together or something, but like again, I guess he repeated some years I or think something. He repeated, okay. Yeah. Um, I predict that a lot of people are gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because 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 I think I, you, I, I, I think you make a good point because when they didn't kill Steve last year, they re- when he didn't die and now you know he's not going to die. Although Ryan can't ruin anything, um, uh, like they've got to. I haven't seen last one. I have no idea. They've got to slaughter some people. But like, they've I don't think it's going to be main. I, I don't think like main characters. I just think like all like a whole bunch of towns people are going to die. Like everyone who's been invaded with a body. Like every guy in the newsroom. Oh, yeah, those aren't. Like Nancy and Jonathan are going to have to take over because everyone in the news will be dead. I'm going to go with a very subtle prediction that maybe doesn't even bear out in this season directly. But you know that Russian guy who beat up Hopper and who has, like, an inordinate amount of control who, like, strength, and he, like, choked that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, you told me this. I I think we're going to find out that Elle and her powers have some, like, those other X-Men characters they introduced last season. Tell me they bring those guys back. I cannot believe we're going to go through this whole season without seeing those people. I think people had a mixed reaction to those guys. Um, But I, but I. The reaction being, unless they have a purpose, why did you show them to me? So they better bring him back this season. So oh, I, Ryan, anyway. Ryan's struggling with the spoilers. He's like, should I say something? Should I not say No, that? I'm struggling because I, I I very much disliked that episode last Oh, really? Season. Interesting. I, I hated that episode. Yeah, it was, I just thought it was, I, I thought it was very poorly executed, but I'm, yeah. I'm on board with the, like, concept. Um, Interesting. I would have liked. Were you I would like have upset liked that they're like criminals, or just upset the way the whole thing was? No, I just, out? I just thought making it its own episode that to me seemed like a different show. Kind of took. I, I appreciated that it was kind of like a, a, a choice, but I, I didn't really like that. The choice didn't work for me to make that its own episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think the writing on that episode was seemed as strong as as the rest of the series and there's an episode this season and I don't know how a lot about how writers rooms work and stuff like that. There's an episode on this season coming up that I thought seemed a lot less well-written than the others, but um, yeah, it was more just the execution of the, you know, than than, than the concept. Uh, I like the concept of, of, um, of her finding other people that, you know, she can relate to in that way. Um, I, I, w- I wish it had been more like woven in last season. Um, I, so I, I don't know. For some reason, I think that uh, I think that that's sort of like they're saving that, and in some ways, like like they can't keep doing the horror. I mean, maybe they can, uh, but the, the mind flare. I think the mind flare has to end this season, and they have to do something else with what these guys are investigating. And I think L and her powers. And to me, the Russians are going to play into it. Cause that guy has a weird amount of strength. So I think that he might be a superhuman too. Um, that's just, again, a little bit of an odd prediction, but Hey, okay. Now let's, uh, Ryan, it's hard for us to ask you to do a prediction, but do you have a specific like big picture prediction for stranger things? I think, I think the uh, um, Eleven uh, hanging out with other people who are like her thing is is going to be like a spinoff at some point. That's exactly what I was going to say, because there's really? only five seasons. That's exactly what I was going to say. There's only five seasons of the show. 
There's only going to be five. Oh, is that what they said? Yeah, that's what they said. Okay, okay. They said that they that signed up. That feels appropriate. At number and three, I, I feel like two more would yeah. be plenty. They, like the yeah. brothers said that it's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. And I think that, like, Joni Loves Chachi episode is clearly, like, a signal that that's going to be a, a spinoff. <laughs> I think it's going to be its own about thing. That episode. It's just sort of like a, a one spinoff episode that's like a tester, and then that's going to end up being a new show. Okay. Cool. That's, what I, that's also what I thought. Uh. Uh, all right, let's um, let's turn to some quick recs and some shout-outs. Uh, Lily, you got any recs or shout-outs? Um, recs? I, like, can't rec billions enough. I, d- I don't know why somebody would watch it if they weren't interested in Wall Street, because it seems so boring, but it's fantastic. That show is so good, and the acting's amazing. Um the, when we at some point we're gonna have to break it down, shine another episode of this podcast. Uh, can I just quickly. not be available that week? You could not be no, just for like ten we minutes. Can do, we can do a, a mini podcast without. We can me. do a mini app on billions. Yeah, we can just do like a billions um, mini. But I had a really funny like billions type interaction recently uh, that I have to save that nugget for another episode. Um, and I'm really excited that I see I, you guys. I don't know if Shine Becky have been following my uh, watching of these stupid teen romantic comedies on Netflix. So they keep turning out with the same one actor, that same guy as. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think he just shot all the scenes in one afternoon? And it, then they it, just... it seems like games, game, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Like they shot all of his teen movies. <laughs> In at the same time, um, so I'm very much looking forward to that schlock fest on Netflix. I can't avoid it. I have to see all those movies, and um, I have to shout out to Lons, who I was texting with as I'm uh, closely following her exploits in uh, Mexico. Hawaii. <laughs> I thought she was in Hawaii. I think she's in Mexico. Mm. I don't. Think she's in Hawaii. Mm, I guess we'll have to dis- agree to disagree. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know where she is. Um, but yeah, we've been uh, texting each other like BFFs who've never met. Um, I feel like you're trying to show off there, but that's okay. Why don't you go to um, LA and hang out with her? Oh no, wait, Shine, I did that. Exactly. Okay. So I'm just saying that shout out to Lons, who I love, and hello to. Uh, Becky. Um, no Rex, because I've only I've just been watching Stranger Things, um, and I want to shout out to cousin Vanessa who kicked off season three oh. with me on. Uh, out of a wreck. That was stupid. The other night on Thursday night, I think, and uh, then a shout out to my friend Becca for making an ice cream recommendation that I'm very excited to check out. So thanks, Becca. You're gonna Wait, tell um, anybody what that is? You're just gonna keep it to yourself. You're just like, I, don't I like gotta rec- crowds. I don't like crowds. <laughs> <laughs> She's keeping it for herself, but Beck, we I mean, I assume you'd also wreck big little eyes. Which I haven't I started rec- it yet. We haven't ah, started it yet. I watched two um, Loving it. Do not. Well, I, apparently I, the apparently cheese board pizza, which if you live in the Bay Area is very famous. Um, they've started doing soft serve and I'm very excited to check it out. Apparently it is on another level. So I like. I gotta tell you, I do not like some of the misery shows, so I have no interest uh, in. I'm gonna be like, I don't life. like soft serve. 
So, okay, well, we can all agree to disagree here. Well, all right, we've all got an opinion. Ryan, how about you? Recommendations, shout-outs? Yeah, I'm going to recommend um, the movie Us. just came out, I think, on Blu-ray. I was, was going to ask you. Yeah. What is, um, I'm being peer pressured to watch it every single night of my life, and I find, like, women get used to get out of sex. Like, I'll be like, I have a headache. I can't watch Us. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, that's like me my husband being like, let's watch a scary movie, and I'm like, oh, damn it. I have my period. I can't. It is like I just uh, say whatever I have to. I I saw it three times in the theater. Um, Holy wow. shit! Whoa! Yeah, I, uh, because I just kept I I just couldn't stop thinking about it, and I wanted to go back and see like. That is you know, a huge endorsement, friend. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, and I I just I just like ordered the the Blu-ray. It's it is uh. If you, I don't know if you've seen Get Out. Um, yeah, Get Out oh, yeah. Like, I love Get Out. Yeah, I mean, Get Out is like one of the closest things to a perfect movie I've seen in a while. Us is kind of like a little bit more of a mess in a way, I but heard it's it a is a bit messier. There's so much going on to think about and chew on. It's it is such a gauntlet um, of a current like horror movie. I really want to see it. So great. It's more bloody. It is bloodier, gorier, more horror, everything than than get out for sure. Yeah. Um and I'll do a music recommendation. I'm loving the new Rack and Tours album. They're playing the anthem and here in the DC area in the fall, I think. Um I I, I, and Tours? No, no, Rack on Tours. Rack on Tours. You know that very well. Sorry. I'm always I'm always down to check out what Jack White's doing. He's like uh, a rock star for, for our generation and uh, in the sort of old school rock star way. There's a front man for you. Um, I don't like him. Well <laughs> listeners but I feel like you don't my like turn him right now. Music, you just don't like him. Ryan Ryan has, has understood how this works. He's yes. reminding you it's his turn, Becky. <laughs> yeah, I like that record a lot. I've been listening to that a lot. It's hard for, for me to like find a lot of time to listen to other stuff, but um, cool. Well, I am. Uh, I'll, I'll recommend a channel. Hey, I am deep into Beanstalk Library. Uh, we did it. Oh, it cool. was fun to talk to Ryan about that earlier. I actually like blasted it while on the beach today. Wow, <clears throat> I was reading the original Neil Gaiman's Sandman um, graphic novels, which I have not read. And I heard Netflix is going to do a show, so I wanted. I've always meant to read it, and I started reading it sure. while blasting Beanstalk Library. And now I am in the like the fifth or sixth chapter of the first volume, and I am deep in it. Like uh, it took me like a couple episodes to be like, "What is this?" Uh, and then, and now I'm, I am all in. It's amazing. And we wrote then... all of our music intended to be a soundtrack for for Sandman. So you, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that someone finally figured that out. <laughs> it's the dark side of the moon. <laughs> and, right. and and uh, while I was sitting in the sand. Um, and then I I saw Toy Story 4, and it's it's the last Jedi of Toy Story movies. It's, Agreed. It, it's kind of odd. It doesn't... Oh. Leaves you with a lot of questions as to why, why was it made the way it was made. And uh, it kind of betrays certain elements of the story. However, there are still... It's still Pixar, so it still has a moments of, of total genius and brilliance in it. And and I do recommend uh, watching it, but there are, are there's a part that will scare most kids, which they have these evil dummies. I thought the evil dummies were freaking brilliant and hilarious and one of the best things I've seen in a Toy Story movie. Aside from that, I did not enjoy Toy Story 4, but 
my elder daughter like loved it. It was her favorite of the movie. So, so I, you know, it's a kid's movie. I can't like my whole, like issues with the canon of toy story should not be the reason why people see or don't see toy story for it. Um, okay. With that, um, uh, Brian, where can people follow you? Uh, the beanstalk library.com, uh, is our website it has a bunch of music on it, has all the stuff they need to know about. Um, we're on all the social medias or all the ones I think that I know about. I'm sure uh, aren't you, and you're on social media. You're we're not on stuff. TikTok yet or whatever that is, but, um, whatever the kids are doing now, but, um, yeah, Ryan, Ryan I'm at Ryan beanstalk on Instagram and the band is on a bunch of stuff. You can just search for it. Beanstalk LIB on Twitter. And I think the other one's just like the full band name. Awesome. Yeah. Becky, where can people follow you? At Paper BK Princess on Twitter. And Lil? I'm not embarrassed by mine. I don't have a problem saying it. It's not a big deal. Say it really slowly so everyone can hear it. When we have a guest who, out of context, won't understand it. And. Whatever. T T C H I C H I Go K K sorry. T T K Gomez. Gomez like Gomez Adams from the Adams family. Or Gomez like your last name. Or Gomez like my husband's last name. It's not my last name. I like I've said many times before. I would not change my name to that. Sorry. <laughs> Sticking with Corman. Um but my alter ego, ego is TTK Gomez on the Twitter. Uh, and you can follow me at Pancake for Table. That's Pancake and the number four table on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow all of Friday Night Movie at Fry Night Movie on Instagram and Twitter or Friday Night Movie And if you want a little extra dose of, of me, there's two ways you can listen. One is uh, the Gold Nerds podcast, as we mentioned last time, interviewed Sean Gambroni, the lead actor who plays Adam on the show. And that was just an amazing hundred plus minutes of fun with oh, just a wonderful person, Adam, uh, Sean, who gave us all sorts of great uh, insights and behind the scenes stuff and you're just a fun fun guest and a good person and then you can also, I don't know when this is going to come out, but I always recommend my buddies or our buddies at the Take Two podcast uh, I left a, they have a phone message line and I left them like a very lengthy phone message that I really hope they will play on the air, it's like a five minute monologue <laughs> uh, uh, responding to a bunch of their different episodes so to Brian and Tony and Craig and John uh, and and the rest of the Take Two guys. Um, uh, uh, thank you for hosting me, even if I haven't been an actual guest on the show yet. Um, and with that, the music of What Does It Eat will kick in, and uh, we'll dance off into the night. And uh, catch you later. Bye, guys. Bye. You haven't insulted any of Ryan's heroes yet. Becky and I have. Does someone else want to? <laughs> Do you have anything you want to ask? No, we both love Wilco and yeah. we're cool with each other and, and on the same wavelength.